This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Getting your hump day going with a cup of Crimson Tide here on BOL Daybreak, part of the Built by Bama Online podcast. I'm Travis Dreyer, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com with you three times per week with Daybreak. This one on Wednesday, January the 29th, 2020, and a lot to get to on the podcast this morning. You had a busy night of SEC men's basketball on Tuesday night. It was a Tuesday night of comebacks. You had three games in the SEC last night in which teams came back from no fewer than 16 points down to get victories. You had Missouri at home coming back from 20 points down against the Georgia Bulldogs with about 13 minutes to play in that game. Kunzo Martin's team comes back to get the victory over uh, Tom Crean's Georgia Bulldogs. You had Florida at home coming off a loss to top-ranked Baylor over the weekend in the Big 12 SEC uh, Challenge. Florida with a 16-point first-half lead in that game against Mississippi State on Tuesday night. The Bulldogs of Ben Howland come all the way back to get a big road win for Mississippi State. And then in the nightcap, and it was a nightcap because it feels like uh, that game, if, if you're just listening to this podcast early on Wednesday morning, no no worries because that Ole Miss-Auburn game, I think it just ended like 10 minutes ago. Ole Miss and Auburn go to double overtime. The Auburn Tigers come back from 19 points down early in the second half to get the conference victory. So again, a night of comebacks in the SEC. Uh, And when you look around the league right now and what it means for the league standings with LSU still at the top of that heap at 6-0 in conference play, as we know, hosting the Alabama Crimson Tide tonight at the Pete Maravich Assembly Center. We'll preview that game for you coming up in just a little bit here on BOL Daybreak. LSU at 6-0 in the league. Kentucky in second place at 5-1. You've got Auburn now at 5-2. Alabama at 4-2 going into that matchup with LSU tonight. With the win in Gainesville last night, Mississippi State has now won four in a row in SEC play after an 0-3 start in the league. And State at 4-3. Florida State with that, uh, Florida, excuse me, with that loss to State drops to four and three. And then you also had uh, a game in Knoxville last night, one of the early tip-offs. Buzz Williams in Texas A&M gets it done on the road against the Tennessee Vols. How about Buzz Williams in year one at Texas A&M? You think Buzz Williams looks across the state there and thinks, you know what? Why can't we be at A&M what Texas Tech is under Chris Beard? Well, you can see it. You could see it perhaps at some point uh, down the road. So there you go. That's your Tuesday night action uh, from the Southeastern Conference. Uh, A big one, as we know, in Baton Rouge later this evening. Alabama and LSU, that's a 6 o'clock tip-off tonight. That game will air 
on ESPN2. You're going to have Tom Hart and Jimmy Dykes on the call from Red Stick. Alabama owns a 108-73 edge in the all-time series between these teams, which dates all the way back to the 1915-1916 season. I mean, did they have, like, uh, peach baskets? Was that the peach basket era of basketball? Wow. Uh, That's more than 100 years ago, by my math. Yeah, I think I got that right. Uh, LSU took both meetings between these teams a year ago, and that snapped a five-game winning streak that Alabama actually had in the series up to that point. When you look at Ken Palm rankings going into this game tonight, Alabama sitting there in the low 40s, right around 42. LSU about 10 spots better in the low 30s, right around 32 in those Ken Palm rankings. The Tigers come in hot, having won eight straight and, of course, are the last unbeaten team in SEC play. Alabama enters on a four-game winning streak of its own, currently sits at 12-7 and overall, and 4-2 and in SEC play. And really for Alabama, tonight is about trying to take the next step under Nate Oates, and that entails beating a quality opponent on the road. Alabama with two true road wins so far this season, one of those being Sanford uh, over in Birmingham a game that was actually played at Legacy Arena. It wasn't played on the campus there in Homewood uh, at Sanford. And the other being Vanderbilt um, in in conference play. So two and four Alabama so far in true road games this season. An opportunity to, again, take another step uh, and and sort of uh, a defining type victory that you could kind of put up there to go along with say, a win over Auburn from a couple weeks ago. And what you're going to have tonight are the top two scoring teams in the Southeastern Conference with Alabama leading the way at nearly 83 points per game. LSU checking in just under 80 points per contest. LSU loves close games. LSU's last six wins in this eight-game win streak have come by a combined 15 points. LSU... In that streak has won three home games. Those three home games have been decided by a combined total of seven points. Those were home wins over Arkansas, Mississippi State, and Florida. Alabama coming off that three-point win over Kansas State last Saturday. One that saw K-State get up 31 more shots from the field than Alabama. Kansas State absolutely wore out the offensive glass to the tune of 22-3. to that being the margin there on the offensive board. You saw that last night, too, in that Texas A&M-Tennessee game. Alabama was able to survive that against Kansas State. Tennessee, not so much last night and getting worked on the glass by the Aggies. And speaking of rebounding, these two teams, Alabama and LSU, they rank as two of the top three teams in the league when it comes to working the backboards. Alabama leading the way in the SEC and rebounding. LSU behind Auburn uh, in that third spot, and you know you're gonna you're gonna see teams uh, that can get to the free throw line pretty extensively. Alabama is getting there 24 times per game. LSU uh, about four fewer trips to the line per game at about 20 times per contest, and LSU has some guys that can drive it. Some physical, athletic, talented guards: Javante Smart, Skyler Mays some versatility at some of the other spots. So defensively for Alabama, 
you're gonna have to uh, gonna have to buckle up, not to uh, borrow a phrase from the previous regime, but more so defensively, and be ready for that challenge that guys like Smart and Mays are going to bring uh, to John Petty. Uh, to Kyra Lewis, Jaden Shackelford in some situations. And then from a versatility perspective, Trendon Watford, the freshman from Mountain Brook for LSU, certainly has that ability on the offensive side of the floor to give you some issues in the different things he's able to do at his size. But, you know, the answer to that for Alabama is Herbert Jones uh, in that he can guard, as we've seen, or he can be asked to guard, one through five, essentially, depending on the matchup. So in Watford and Jones, a couple of guys that are friends who are also versatile 6'7", six, 6'8", six, six, types uh, that are going to be a big part of this matchup on Wednesday night. Um, from a shooting percentage perspective, Alabama, the better team, and of course, probably the more perimeter-based team, uh, when you talk about shooting the basketball. So from the three-point line, Alabama has an edge there in terms of efficiency, even at a higher attempt rate than LSU. But LSU, again, with that ability to get into the paint and score in the paint, shooting at an SEC best, uh, 46-47% from the field. Meanwhile, Alabama, in terms of just pure field goal percentage, ranks eighth in that department. So a huge matchup in Baton Rouge tonight, a huge opportunity on the road for Alabama to maintain contact with the top of the SEC standings. Uh, You get a win tonight. That moves you a game closer to LSU in that regard. Kentucky's still there with just one loss as well. And you look at the upcoming schedule for Alabama and LSU tonight, You get Arkansas and Tuscaloosa in another one of those five central tip-offs on Saturday evening. That game will air on SEC Network, by the way. Next week, midweek, you go to a Tuesday scenario. You move from a Wednesday midweek game to a Tuesday game. Kind of a quick turnaround coming off Arkansas Saturday night, Tuesday early against Tennessee. That's going to be a 6 o'clock tip-off in Tuscaloosa. Um on ESPNU, and then looking further down the road in about 10 days or so, you go to Georgia and get a hapless Bulldog team right now. That's going to be another one of those 5 o'clock. These 5 o'clock tip-offs on Saturdays for Alabama, it's kind of like what the 11 o'clock tip-offs were uh, or the daytime tip-offs or kickoffs were for Alabama football uh, back in the fall, but then you look down the road even more, and then there's that week where you go to Auburn midweek and you get LSU back in Tuscaloosa. So some big basketball to be played here in these next six to eight games. It starts tonight with an opportunity against a really athletic, a really physical LSU team. Going to have to survive, going to have to figure out a way uh, to hang in there in the paint and on the glass if you can do that. And you can get into double digits from a three-point made perspective, get to the free throw line with that same type of prolific nature that we've seen from Alabama to this point of the season, 25, 30 trips to the free throw line. And you got a chance. You got a chance on the road. Hey, there's also some football recruiting stuff that we want to get to. And I'm going to go ahead and let you know, Tim Watts is going to join me for a special podcast later today. We're going to talk about the final edition of the top 247 
rankings, player rankings for the 2020 recruiting cycle. I'm sure you saw that on the website on Tuesday. That was revealed, uh, and it was a lot of good news from the Alabama perspective. Uh, you not only had a number of players move up in those player rankings, you had a couple players move up to five-star status on the defensive side of the ball. A couple of the early signees, Will Anderson, Tim Smith, picked up their fifth stars from 24-7 sports uh, on Tuesday. You saw, you saw Bryce Young, the quarterback signee who is in Tuscaloosa, ready to go for spring drills. Bryce Young moved up to the number one overall spot in the 2020 player rankings as the top player in the class. Uh, And with all of that, you saw Alabama as a team move ahead of Clemson for the top overall class for the time being. Actually, Clemson dropped to third in the 247sports.com rankings. Georgia went to number two. And so a lot of movement here in the player rankings and even with the team rankings as a byproduct of that on Tuesday. You still have some guys out there, too. We'll talk with Tim more about this. Uh, later on Wednesday, but McKinley Jackson, the defensive lineman from Loosedale, Mississippi, he has moved up in the latest 247, top 247 rankings. Uh, There's a five-star defensive end that's still out there in Alfred Collins. Alabama has hosted a Georgia pledge here in the last week and a half or so in Cedric Van Pran. Uh, You've got Ennis Rakestraw, the cornerback from the state of Texas that's still in that mix. So, Alabama's still working to finish up the 2020 class while simultaneously entertaining top 2021 prospects this weekend in Tuscaloosa. You're going to have a junior day event on the University of Alabama campus. Again, we'll go in depth on how the final rankings reveal played out for other members of UA's latest hall and who's still in play for Alabama in this class when Tim Watts joins me later today as a part of the Built by Bama online podcast. Also on Tuesday, uh, I did a position thoughts piece on the running back position. Uh, Had a lot of fun with that. I like to get kind of nerdy with those and go inside numbers, go a little bit in depth, sort of peel back the layers a little bit, go in and kind of get under the hood of positions one by one. And on Tuesday, it was the running backs. And as we know, a loaded room with Najee Harris coming back and bypassing the NFL draft for the time being. Um, And you look at the potential now uh, of that position with Najee Harris back in the mix and you add him or you return him anyway, you're not adding him, but you return him to a group that includes Brian Robinson, another veteran presence there in that running back room. Keelan Robinson, something that goes overlooked is the fact that Keelan Robinson on very limited opportunities as a true freshman in 2019, Keelan Robinson was responsible for the two longest runs from Alabama running backs this this recently completed season. He had runs of 46 and 74 yards as a true freshman. Meanwhile, Najee Harris uh, and Brian Robinson, you're talking about guys who didn't have a run longer of 37 yards the entire season. So you've got some explosiveness there with Keelan Robinson. And of course, Trey Sanders and how he continues to come back from that foot injury that cost him all of the 2019 season. 
kind of got me to thinking about Kenyon Drake and sort of how 2014 played out for Drake. You remember early in October of that 2014 season at Ole Miss in that road loss to the Rebels, Kenyon Drake went down with that really bad-looking ankle-leg injury that he had there at uh, Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. And, boy, at the time you wondered, how long is this going to keep Kenyon Drake out? Well, we actually ended up seeing Kenyon Drake the following spring. Now, he was mostly in a black non-contact jersey, but he participated even in the 8A game in 2015 under uh, that sort of condition that he was non-contact. So, you know, I would think based on what we saw from Trey Sanders late in the 2019 campaign, able to do more on the field rehab as we got later in the regular season and then in bowl preparation uh, for the bowl game against Michigan, that that would seem to be a a reasonable sort of outlook uh, for Sanders, perhaps at a minimum. Maybe we see uh, Trey Sanders involved more than just sort of on that kind of uh, availability that we saw with Kenyon Drake uh, five years ago. You also have Chadarius Townsend that was in that mix in 2019. He's bounced around between a number of positions. And kind of his outlook from that perspective may be tied to you know what you see from Jace McClellan and Roydell Williams, the two early enrollees. But, man, pretty much all of the production at the position returns from a year ago, and that starts with Najee Harris, who was a 1,200-yard back, the first one of those you've had at the running back position since Derrick Henry in 2015, a guy that was very good catching the football out of the backfield in 2019, 27 catches, seven of which went for touchdowns for 304 yards, and ball security. Ball security from Najee Harris was outstanding. Uh, this this past season, last season, 236 total touches between carries and catches during his junior season. He had one fumble, and it came on sort of a toss sweep against Southern Miss where it just kind of went off his fingertips. He never really broke stride. He recovered the football on the run and still ended up picking up 20 yards. So it's one of those overlooked things that we don't talk about enough. Can a guy take care of the ball if you're going to get it to him 200-plus times in a season? Najee showed you uh, that he could certainly do that as a junior at the University of Alabama. So there you go, a preview of tonight's big basketball game down in Baton Rouge. We've got plenty of content uh, on that game on the website right now at BamaOnline.com. We're going to have live game updates throughout the game tonight right there on the premium message board, the round table. So you're going to want to hang out with us there throughout the game. Uh, plenty of the top 247 rankings fallout content. Hank South, Tim Watts, got you covered there. Uh, you still are trying to close out a 2020 recruiting cycle. Uh, we're going to have continuous updates as you go in home with some important prospects uh, with this Alabama staff. Uh, and, you know, continue continue to talk Alabama football year around in general. So there you go. Hope you have a great rest of your Wednesday. Keep it tuned to the Built by Bama online podcast. Again, we'll have uh, a, a rankings podcast coming up for you with Tim Watts. Uh, we'll have BOL Daybreak coming up on Friday as well. Thanks again for tuning in. Have a great rest of your hump day and keep it right there at BamaOnline.com. Have a great one, everybody.